to The B-Sides, a podcast for progressives who love pop music. We're your hosts. I'm Hannah. I'm Mimi. And I'm Becky. Tune in for new episodes every other Wednesday to hear our conversations on pop's place in our world. And the music you should put in your ears to fuel your reckoning with the trash fires all around us. Thanks for tuning in. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a very special bonus episode of the B-Sides podcast here in this liminal space between season two and season three, which begins later this month in October. So here we are. It's just me and Hannah today. Hannah, why why is it just the two of us today? And what are we doing? Well, today, Becky is preparing to gallivant around Europe, specifically Germany and Greece, Um, So we're not at all jealous and we're very happy for her. Go Becky. And today we are going to review the Carly Rae Jepsen concert that the three of us saw in Radio City um, earlier this week. It was really amazing when we were talking about on the way out, you know, Becky, we're not going to, we're not going to have you on the podcast. Like make sure to give us your thoughts. She was like, it was great. (laughs) A woman of many words sometimes, and sometimes very few. Um, so that's, that's a Becky's official review. And now you'll hear from me and Mimi. We'll go over our overall takeaways of the concert. And then we'll tell you what the set list was and then go into some specific moments. We really want to talk to you about, including, um, her brand new unreleased song, go find yourself or whatever. And what we thought about it. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. Was it, it was our both, it was both of our first times at Radio City. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. 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 What did you think overall? Honestly, like I knew, I I kind of thought that the iconicness of Radio City Music Hall was a little bit just of like one of those overhyped things that people just, it, it became iconic. So it is iconic. And I honestly forgot that like just going into the space would be really amazing. I mean, it's a gorgeous art deco. Like we Googled the exact date it was built. What was it? 1932, 33. It it was opened in 1932, December 27th. Right. Right. The end of 1932. Yeah. It feels that way. Honestly, the, the room itself was even bigger than I realized. Um, we had great seats, um, towards the front of the first mezzanine, which was wonderful, except that we felt like it was shaking and we were going to fall. And there was a time where Carly was like, everybody jump. And we were like, no, no, no. But Yeah. Yeah. There were several times. Yeah. People jumped and then they quickly abandoned that because it, yeah. for whatever reason, maybe because it's like, no, I'm tired. It's a Wednesday night or because it was like, this feels like it's going to fall and I don't want to jump anymore. I think it's the um, latter. I think if we were on the floor, we would have kept jumping and everybody around us would have kept jumping. I think everybody collectively agreed, like, this is not a fun place to jump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And she had some you- lyrics that kind of, um, coincided with I'm so sorry I forget the song but she was like this is your last breath and I was like (laughs) it was like coinciding with an ominous thing that would happen if we you know Becky was of a few words at the end but during she kept explaining to me like no if (laughs) if this falls like we wouldn't die like the people below us would be crushed but we would hurt and then they're like she (laughs) was She was gaming out all the different things that could happen, right? Yeah, we would just be traumatized by being a part of that, but we would survive. Physically. We would survive. We would be the survivors for sure. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah. yeah. But no, it was great. It, I thought it was a really, really beautiful, iconic venue, as people have been saying for 90 years now. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of the actual, the room, like what I, I posted this on Instagram, I think, where I was just like, okay, tell me you were constructed in the early years of the Great Depression and then heavily renovated Circo Y2K without... <laughs> telling me you were constructed in the early years of the Great Depression and heavily renovated Circo Y2K. That's like what it felt like. So I felt at home pretty much. Yeah. Those are like really strong pillars of your personality, cultural touchstones. Like, absolutely. The Great Depression's a really strong pillar of your personality. <laughs> no, I think we're talking about Y2K there, but probably both. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, and I can just say you 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 saw Carly Ray. Should we talk super briefly about the other times we've seen her for a little? Yes, I can go first because mine was much less exciting than yours. Um, Although mine was very exciting in 2019, um, there was a great like mini little festival in Washington D.C. called All Things Go at Union Market, and there were some great great acts, including Betty Who and Mister Wives which were, they were amazing. And then Carly Rae was the headliner, but she only played a handful of songs. It was really wonderful, but I just was like, not, I I wasn't just there for Carly and she wasn't like, you know, it wasn't all about her, but it was pretty amazing. And it felt exciting for her to be the headliner for like everything to be building up to her. It felt like she had really earned that. So it was really exciting. But you saw her on the emotion tour, which, and the dedicated tour, right? Yes, I saw her. Yes, I first saw her in 2015 on the Emotion Tour at the Trocadero RIP in Philadelphia, an amazing venue that that closed a few years ago. And we went up to the balcony. We were like very close to her, but there's like a balcony right by the stage. So we were very close to her and she looked up and made eye contact with us. And it was like, it was it was really kind of like looking into the sun. Like she has such a bright energy. So that was amazing. I do think she actually wore a red beret. You know, it was 2015. It was a different time. Um, that was incredible though, because it's an incredible album. And she really was excited about it. And you could feel her excitement at like how it was taking off. Wow. Um, and how much us, not you, but some of us music snobs like loved it. And then 2019 at the Fillmore, also in Philadelphia which was also great. She played some songs from Dedicated there, of course, that she didn't play this time, which we'll get into. But um, yeah, it was super fun both times. That was the official Dedicated tour, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Both times it was between the album release and then the, the side B release. Right. Mm-hmm. So how did this concert stack up for you? What was good about it? Well, it seems like nothing can really capture the emotion of emotion. Like that seems like in terms of just the transcendent concert experience, emotion can't be topped. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I think we can start getting into some specifics now because there were some things about this that I think were really special and above and beyond the other ones, like just the the production level and the staging and and all of that was really incredible. The talking Um, moon. (laughs) Should we talk about her? Let's talk about the talking moon and then we can go over the set list. Okay. The talking moon was really interesting. So I was wondering how the moon connected to the album and the tour title, The Loneliest Time. And so I looked up this morning if she had said anything about the moon, which of course she had. 
And she said, the moon is not just for lovers. It is for any lonely soul that longs for something more. The moon contains all of our secrets. It evokes feelings of longing, hopefulness, sadness, and even a little romance. It's a reminder to us and its consistency that even when we are having the loneliest time, we are never really alone. This moon was sentient and it was the only screen in the venue. Like this moon popped up at the beginning. And I think it spoke to us probably three times. I only remember two. I think it spoke to us at the beginning. I think it spoke during an interlude when she was doing a costume change. And then I think at the end, it was like back for a second. Back. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. It was back. Yeah. The moon was like, hello, feel anything you need to feel here. This is a safe space. Um, I was making comments about the moon's eyebrows because they were like very circa 2003 in their yeah. shape. And so AKA thin, 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 barely there. And I was like, that's it. That was a choice, I think. And I don't know what that was about. Are we saying, are we saying that, you know, the early 2000s are fully back via these eyebrows? Did these eyebrows <laughs> usher in? Yeah. Via the eyebrows on the sentient moon. I don't know. The The stage was kind of all set around this big circle in the middle, which had visuals for every song. Um, but then right at these three times, it had a big moon that was talking to us, um, which I found wonderful. And having seen the Sweetener Thank You Next, Next tour by Ariana Grande in 2019, she also had like a circle in the middle that had all of her visuals that would was a moon for I think good night and go. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that Carly Ray copied Ariana. I think it's more like that vibe. This the vibe is like very much in the zeitgeist. What I loved about Carly Ray staging around that moon was also that there was like her band was kind of on levels like above I'm like above ground level, whereas Ariana's staging was like all on one plane, on one horizontal mm-hmm. plane. But like each of Carly's band members were kind of like on different levels which kind of just made the whole thing feel higher and nice yeah that's a good point yeah and there were and for her backup singers there they had like clouds in front of them so there was a whole situation but yeah the moon is very evocative of a lot of things and that's probably why it's popular one of my favorite things that the moon did was I think in the interlude the moon was saying like I don't even remember what she was saying. She was saying something and then she was like, and I really, 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 and then kind of glitched and was like, really, really, really. And then kind of <laughs> unglitched and was like, oh, sorry. I don't, I don't know what that was. But then of course the next song was, I really, really like you. And it was really fun. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, that was really fun. And she did introduce, yeah, she introduced two songs, I guess. Cause she introduced yeah. that, which was incredible. And then in the beginning she was like, this is a safe space. Like, and then she was like, and also this love isn't crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It was fun. It was cute. Um, Should we get into, or did you want to read the set list? So everyone's on board with that. Or do you want to get into the set list? Okay. Okay. I'm just going to read it all and then we'll talk about it. Okay. It's a long set list, 23 songs and then three songs for the encore. This love isn't crazy. Great song to open with. Let's sort the whole thing out. Run away with me. Too much. Talking to yourself. Julian. Warm blood. Emotion slash favorite color. A little mashup. Call me maybe. Maybe you've heard of it. Stay away. Come back. 
Western wind. I really like you want you in my room. Now that I found you your type for sure with excerpts of Julian, which was interesting. Go find yourself or whatever her new song beach house boy problems slash fake Mona Lisa cry party for one when I needed you amazing song to end on encore encore uh, Carly 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 okay fine I'll come back I didn't just come here to dance all that cut to the feeling whoo yeah 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 she performed for two full hours and she Mm -hmm. didn't even talk to us that much no she really didn't she would her talking to us was like this next song is about my time on dating apps or like this yeah. next song is about trying to change yourself but not for you for someone else i was like okay i know what song that's good like she kind of would yeah. like state the thesis of a song and then sing that song right i think the longest she talked to us was when she was like taylor swift decided to put her album out when my album is coming out and like fake anger but maybe real and and understandable anger a little bit frustration not anger in the moment i'm because i love Taylor Swift so much i misunderstood it and i thought it was like uh yay here's another thing happening <laughs> i like totally misunderstood the vibe until some people were booing and i was like why would people be booing and then i saw i saw that same moment on tiktok like it was a close up version of someone you know, who had gotten a a video of her right there. And I could see anger in her eyes that I couldn't see from the mezzanine. (laughs) I was like, oh, I misunderstood that moment. That was shade. That was shade. Uh, Oh, I didn't realize you. Yeah, I fully was like, she's not happy about this. Like her like nostrils kind of flared. She was like, not, it was not nice. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She threw her jacket down. She did. Um, also about the um, set list, I'm looking, we were looking at, um, setlist.fm for this and they have a fun little graph at the bottom of the albums where things were coming from. And so she played seven songs from emotion, six from dedicated four from dedicated side B four from the loneliest time, two from emotion side B and then one from kiss. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a little wrong because they also have boy problems and fake Mona Lisa an emotion favorite color like separated out because yeah I'm not smart enough to slot in yeah I, it's hard <laughs> but I I did yeah if we want to talk about the the album breakdown a little bit before we get into the actual songs yeah I did look it up because I was like there's a lot of emotion still in the mix here and there's only one song from Kiss and mm-hmm. it's called me maybe of course which she right. said by the way she was like you're legally Something like you're legally obligated to sing along to this. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I think that's interesting because I think she just knows that like emotion is that girl. Like her album. Yeah. Like emotion is is that album that is just no skips and was kind of her first like whole big album like that where people were like, oh, she's like a real, she is a songwriter and people love all these songs and it was kind of everywhere. I think. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. I like I like some of the songs on Kiss. I remember in 2013, like going to my friends and being like, um, and ironically, you need to listen to Turn Me Up or <laughs> This Kiss by Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> and people were like, yeah. Um, so I wonder why she doesn't play any of those really. But yeah, I felt like there it's and it seems from this breakdown, too, that there were almost as many songs from Emotion as there were from the, the Dedicated's. So, well, because 
you know, I, I really don't understand the timing of this tour. Mm-hmm. Um, we've talked about this, not on the podcast, but just, you know, um, amongst ourselves that it seems likely that the album was supposed to have come out by now that this was supposed to be the loneliest time tour, but the album's not out. So hopefully the, the pro of that for her is that she could, it was a greatest hits tour for her. Basically it was a, it was like a, it was a victory lap tour. It was a, I'm, I can do whatever the fuck I want tour. Yeah. Um, Cause she already toured dedicated. She hadn't toured dedicated side B, but clearly by the album breakdown, it wasn't a dedicated side B tour. There was four songs mm-hmm. from dedicated side B, but um, you know, that's as much as anything else. So yeah, I, I hope I, I really would love to know like off the record, what was supposed to happen with this tour. Like it just seems a little interesting and confusing but in general I guess she was like I'm gonna play our collective favorite songs which you know a bunch of those are on emotion yeah they sure are and um I guess we'll find out because I don't know I wonder how she might change her tour once the album comes out because she's got a hell of a lot of tour dates left so that's really yeah I knew it would be some I don't I didn't yeah and then she has like a European leg to it after that. And yeah, I think she has a bunch left. So that will be interesting. Yeah. See, but I think you're right. This is a, this is a greatest hits tour. Um, or a, like, I think these songs go together best and I have a million songs and I want to yes. play as many of them as possible. Yes. Yeah. I saw a TikTok once that was like Carly Rae Jepsen fans will be like, Carly Rae's best song is and then they'll like pull a random deep cut song that's like you know on a side b and like is a b-side of a b-side album and like they'll be right that is the best song like all the songs are the best songs yeah yeah Yeah. she really knows how to put them together what were some highlights for you some of your favorites favorite moments well should we start going through yeah somewhat in order and 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 talk about it totally um I, thought I feel like Love I, Isn't Crazy was an awesome song to start with. Yeah, I think Loved so. Loved it. That's like when um, we didn't really talk about this online, but when we went to the Chicks show and they started with Sin Wagon and I was like, oh, I didn't realize that Sin Wagon's my favorite song ever, but it turns out it is. And it was kind of like that where it's like, I like this song, but I didn't realize how great it was until I heard it live. And I think we're going to talk about maybe a few more of those. Totally. Um, yeah. Anything more to say about that song, that opening? No, I thought it was such a good tone setter. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's sort the whole thing out as one of those songs that like, it doesn't stand out for me. Mm-hmm. Meaning like, I love it because I love everything, but I like forget about it sometimes. Yeah. And I thought it was really fun. I thought it was great. Yeah. I feel the exact same way. And it was one of those things where it's more fun because she's live and she was like running around pointing at people and going like, there's a line, somebody wants you, somebody cares. And she was like pointing at people and being like, somebody cares. Oh my God. That's so I, true. I already forgot about that. And, oh. um, that, yeah, that's that kind of thing that makes a live show the best and, and be like, oh, you, you know, know what? Now that you say cares. that, I think that's why not only that song made the set list, but made the number two spot so that she could do that moment. Yeah. For yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Run away okay. with me. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Tell me everything. Well, so um the thing to tell the folks at home who weren't there is that you know, the big circle in the middle that we've talked about being a sentient moon and other visuals 
to start run away with me had just this like saxophone sunset experience going on for run away with me and then the saxophone guy like came out and like got down on one knee and was just like doing the saxophone and it just felt like so iconic and it's one of those moments where you know you know you love the saxophone and run away with me and you know intellectually that everybody else does too but seeing the saxophone supremacy on display like it just it's like it's almost like an inside joke it felt like with yeah. with all of your new best friends like it was a really fun moment yeah I don't think that that kind of saxophone supremacy which I fully support and choreography was on display the last two times I saw her to that degree the screen you're right the screen was like there were saxophones like flying across the screen basically yeah sort of into a sunset kind of thing and um her saxophone player started on stage in front of that by himself and ended the show ended the song with her like you said, like saxophone, like all the way up in the air on a 45 degree angle and like, and like kneeling on the ground, like the choreography was incredible. And yeah, that was so much fun. That song is truly, truly iconic yeah. in the truest sense of the word, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Next was Too Much, which I remember her saying in like a YouTube video I watched a few years ago where she like, she did a bracket of her own songs. Did you see this? She did a bracket of her own songs where she like ranked. She oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And too much was her favorite of her own songs. I forgot about that. Yeah. So I always think about that. Although she did say she was like, I just did the too much like single and music video. So I'm really in it right now. And she's like, I kind of always think whatever I'm in right now is my favorite song. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was just like a fleeting moment. But anyway, I loved too much. They um the back. She like did kind of very. I don't know. Is it 60s, 70s backup dancing with her with her background dancers and singers? I felt like they had like that kind of like soft choreo that felt yeah. very like, um, you know, we're on a we're on a late night show. Kind like of vaguely like, the Supremes or Ronettes totally. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked that. Mm-hmm. Did you yeah. like that song? Of course. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you loved talking to yourself. I love, I think that was my favorite. Mm -hmm. I think talking to yourself was my favorite, which is so surprising because I like the song. I really like the song. I definitely like have been forcing myself to listen to the song in the last few weeks because I knew she'd be playing it and I wanted to know it. And, but it really, the, the band just made it even rockier than it sounded to me Mm -hmm. listening to it on Spotify. Although I've listened to it on Spotify since, and I actually, I do hear the rockiness. Like I don't, it's not, I, it's there. It's, it's definitely there. Um, but I felt like I was like headbanging, like at like a metal show or I don't know, like not actually, but it just felt so good. Like it just felt really, really good. I could feel the kind of like revenginess of the song. I could feel the angst of the song. It just, it was so fun. I loved it. Yeah, that was a that was a good one for sure. And I that's a song I had only listened to a couple times. Yeah. I mean, it's new, so yeah, that was great. And it um, definitely made me feel like it bodes well for the era. I expected to kind of tolerate. It's a little strong, but I like I expected to tolerate the new songs and be mostly there for the old songs. And the fact that my favorite moment was one of the new songs bodes very well for this mm-hmm. new loneliest time era for Absolutely. for me as a fan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything, I don't know if we're going exactly track by track. 
or, you know, talking about everyone in depth. Is there anything you wanted to say about Julian or Warm Blood? Great and great. Mm-hmm. I think I sat down at this point. You may have. I'm also yeah. trying to remember the moment when you turned to me and you were like, can you believe she's 36 years old? <laughs> Almost 37. I think that was pretty early on. That was early on. Yeah. Yeah. When's her birthday? What's her sign? Uh, I think it's November. I Let's say Sag. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Love this for her. Emotions. Okay. So I felt myself like halfway through subconsciously rolling up my sleeves when <laughs> when emotion started Emo- the emotion slash favorite color of it all was incredible and not what I expected incredible. that was another great screen moment to transition between those two songs and have a bright blue I think for when she bright baby blue mm-hmm. exactly that was just great I don't know that's I, what I, I didn't those- expect it at all yeah, yeah. it was just like Boom. I'm yeah. Close to you. Yeah. You're like dropped into the peak of another song, which is great. It and really also kind of shows how cohesive that album is, I think. I'm getting emotional. Okay. That's so true. <laughs> like, it's so true. Do you remember where it happened in emotion? No, because I was so um surprised. Surprised? No, it's gone. That was good stuff. Call me maybe. What is there left to say? What really? is there left to say? There was, was a lot of confetti during all this, by the way. Yeah. Oh, wait. Yes. When did the first confetti come out? I think in this love isn't crazy because you were picking right it up away. and insisting that Becky and I like take some and store it away. You were like, here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, didn't- I think they happened immediately. No. And then Becky dropped hers and I was like, here, this is actually yours. Um so yeah yeah but it was it was going on throughout and certainly at the end which we'll get to right I remember now that I felt like it was such a nice I feel like confetti's always safe for the end and she opened with confetti and it just felt like such a gift like Mm -hmm. it felt like thank you Carly thank you (laughs) immediate reward and the reward center reward yeah 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 calling maybe was great yeah stay away is like so stay away and felt this way are the yeah. are those two sister songs where it's like they have the same lyrics basically shifted. Yeah. And I always liked felt this way more. But I did you really like, enjoy boo. this. I was like boo, play felt this way. Yeah. No, I still really enjoyed this. I was like um I think we can do better. But no, I, I, that's also a lot of people like stay away more and I thought it I thought it was really good I was like oh yeah of course I really like this song also of course I do it has that good like the pre-chorus is kind of like low-key and then Mm -hmm. it kind of like bursts into a big chorus and I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a nice live moment like I've been only thinking about yeah us yeah us boom I can't you know it's nice yeah I appreciated that more Yeah, yeah for sure um next was comeback which features bleachers. I felt sure Jack Antonoff was going to come on. And when he didn't at first, I was like, oh, that's okay. Like he'll come on when he like kind of emerges in the middle of the, I think it's the second verse. And then he just didn't, <laughs> he just didn't come. Mm-hmm. you know, he has other things to do. It's fine. But it was one of those funny things where I don't think I realized how much I was sure he was coming on until mm-hmm. he didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. 
about that. It's okay. For you. <laughs> we'll get him next time. We'll get him next time. Um, I do. I love this song. It didn't do much for me live, actually. I was like, yeah, great. Maybe I was just focused on Jack Antonoff, but um, this is like one of my favorite like songs it. of the last few albums or, you know, I just, I love it. And I just, it did, yeah. I was kind of like, wow, it's still going on. Like I had that thought like oh. when I was like, wow, there's like still like a lot more of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, there's a lot more of it. So Jack Antonoff still does have time to come on stage, <laughs> but we are, this has been going on for a while and he hasn't been here like alternatively. So right. Right. That does sound stressful. Yeah. They did do also some um, choreographed moments to this. If I remember, if I'm remembering correctly during mm-hmm. the like, come with me. I'm the yeah. Kid. I think they had. Some. Yeah. yeah. Forgot about that. Her and her two background background dancers. Yeah. Um, Western wind. I liked so much more live than I like on the, Same. on Spotify. Hugely. Yeah. Really, really liked it. Yeah. And there was a, it wasn't a tumbleweed per se, but the screen had some sort of wheat that indicated Heartland, Western United States, Manifest Destiny without all the bad stuff that goes with that. Um, I also just like a way of showing wind because wind is invisible, but you can see its effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. It was blowing in the wind. <laughs> um, yeah, I loved Western when I thought it was really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is where she took a costume break interlude. Mm-hmm. And, and the, yeah, moves, that's the moves reminded us to have a good time. The band played a little bit of Western wind by themselves first. Yeah, right? they yeah, it was like a it was kind of a mini jam band moment, which I thought was really fun. They were great. That, that also, like, I feel like that's what made this a little bit of the loneliest time tour. And what I mean by that is, I think that, uh, like, uh, in a few years from now, Western Wind won't be the, like, act one finale. You know what I mean? Like, it's it, mm-hmm. it's a great song, but you can tell they're really in it right now. Like, that's what they want to jam to. Whereas I, I, even though I really liked Western Wind, I would have preferred them to jam to, like, any of these other songs. <laughs> I would have loved to, like just like live in some of these other songs a little bit more, but that's where they want to be right now. Cause that's like, that's what's new for them and exciting for them. And they just wrote it together and they're probably still like riding high. So they wanted to jam to it. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good point. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then the moon was like, I really, 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 Oh, sorry. <laughs> really? Like <laughs> we were like, I wonder what's happening. And then she came out in a, she changed from like a bow, a red boa top. Mm-hmm. to like a black pants like sexy pantsuit it's like pants mm-hmm. a bralette and a blazer the blazer didn't last that long something mm-hmm. else that I that I noticed on the TikTok the one where I noticed that she was angry about Taylor Swift that I hadn't seen was also something I didn't notice was that her armpits were bright red from the boa <gasps> from act one so like she took off her blazer and her armpits looked, I mean, they look, they look infected, but you just, I just knew that that act one was a red. Bow, it was. So yeah. I, yeah. Her rage is like coming out of her literal glands. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's so funny. And she did wear different. Cause I saw clips from yes. DC. She did wear different clothes, at least for act one. So yeah. No glowing red armpits potentially. Nope. Yeah, no, I think she's been wearing a lot of different outfits, which also, mm-hmm. I actually, I think that the boa might've been the first 
this might've been the first boa we saw. So they hadn't really seen how much the, I mean, it was a weird color because if a, you know, if you have a rash or if you not to talk about yeah. rashes on the pod, but like, it's like a pinky red usually on your body. Yeah. And this is like a red, red. So it looked very scary, <laughs> like wrong, like bleeding. Yes. So exactly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Um, I can't wait Tom to look Hanks made a visual, like he was he, on, I really like you. He was yeah. kind of there for a bit. Yeah. That was um, fun. I turned to Logan when, uh, Oh yeah. Logan was with us. My husband, I, we didn't say that he was, he likes Carly Ray. He was kind of sick. So that was actually a little stressful, but he was fine. Um, and I turned to him and I was like, that's Tom Hanks. Cause he's in the music video. And he's like, Hannah, I know. Like, what, do you think I didn't know that? I was like, I don't, he's like, I really like Carly Ray Jepsen. I, I know that Tom Hanks was, in the, I really like your music video. Well, I had forgotten about that. And I also like, really like Carly Ray Jepsen. So there is, there are two sides to every story, basically. No, um, I I was like, oh, Tom Hanks is here because it's Tom Hanks, which is actually how it worked in the music video. Too. Yes. Like, right. Tom Hanks is here. Okay. Like, sure. It's just, it's Tom Hanks, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Good memory. I forgot about that one. <laughs> um, next was I Want You In My Room, which I feel like has become, I feel like it was one of those songs where I don't think she intended it to be a single with a music video mm-hmm. when she was rolling out the album a few years ago but people just loved it so much and it like really it did feel like very beloved in the room when she played mm-hmm. it yeah it was a sleeper hit it was a yeah. sleeper hit in 2019 for mm-hmm. sure now that i found you which is a great song for a target commercial and in fact i think has been used in several commercials that was fun i think that's when she went so we saw beforehand that the the sides of the stage then leading up to kind of the panels on the side where the crowd was that go up that like there was security there and they were clearing a path for her. I think this was around the time when she like ran up there. Yes. Like in sort of above the crowd in a way on the side on a pretty narrow path, which is probably why security was there and like walking around with her. Um, but that was fun. She was running around. It was around. really fun to have a spotlight on Carly Rae Jepsen and this professional in the back of it, like right behind her, just like making sure she's safe. But the spotlight was like on him too. And it was really, it was sweet. Yeah. And you had, you had said to me before the show, when we were looking at um, the security, you were like, are these, do you think these people are big fans and they just love being here or do they not really care? And that maybe makes their job easier or better in a way and then I I was thinking about that as the spotlight was on him and I was like well I don't know if you didn't care about this at all is that easier than if you're like wow I'm a huge fan and I have to protect her at all costs I I even just meant like fans of music like do you think these people are like big music people not even just CRJ fans but just like do they love live music and like this is so cool or they like this is a paycheck or yeah there are a lot of levels to that question basically and I don't have answers, but I was thinking about it some more during yeah. that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And then she was like, this is a song about when you change for someone, but it's not for yourself. It's for them. I think she said it was about being friend zoned or something. Right. Oh, shit, You're right. That was when I needed you. You're right. She was like, this is a song about being in the friend zone. You're totally right. Yeah. 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 And then she's saying your type. 
Mm-hmm. She was like, has anybody ever been friend zoned? Me too, I think. Is that true? Am I making that up? I think so. I think okay. that's how she introduced it. Yeah. I loved it. I thought it was great. I did too. It's not my favorite song. So I'm like, there could have been others in here, but it is content wise. It gives a little more variety. I think. Wow. It is one of my favorite songs. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good song. It's a really good song. I loved it. And it's funny. Like I know that it's about being friend zoned, but because like that exact phrasing is not in the song, Mm -hmm. it was like a new prism through which to listen to the lyrics and when I did I felt clearly whatever situation that was for her was like almost 10 years ago at this point Mm -hmm. and I but it felt like the way she was singing it and give it it felt like she was in the middle of it right now like it really I really felt it I really felt it for her yeah I hear that yeah next was for sure which is a song I love which is a song I didn't necessarily love but I loved it live yeah that was so good I love the way it builds yeah go on please tell us what you love about it I was gonna say it's not a song that I would have expected to be on a live set list because it does it it does build it's like a little bit lower energy Mm -hmm. and then yeah they so I guess they like smushed in some instrumentals from Julian which at first when I was hearing it I thought I was like hearing it wrong Cause it was yeah. like, it wasn't like emotion into favorite color, which was like very obvious and very intentional. It was kind of just like, Hey, you want to listen to for sure, but also be listening to Julian here. There you go. <laughs> it's like that. Yeah. Uh, did you, but you liked it live? I did like it live a lot. Yeah. I really liked it. I felt, and it felt like time to calm down for a second. I let yes. the song build. So it was like, it was good timing for that. Yes. You know? That's so true. Right. I really like you. Want you my room. Now that I found you, your type. Those are like dance, jump, dance, jump, scream, scream, scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need to calm down. Um, um, the next was her brand new song. What did you think of go find yourself or whatever? I was obsessed. So this it's was another so kind of good. slow song. So you could like take it in, but it was slow. It was the kind of song where the um, percussion doesn't come in until the second verse. Love those songs. Gen- that's a hugely ever, general. Ooh. Has she ever put out a? I, I felt like this was very. The first verse was very singer songwritery. It was like literally like one or two guitars. Made like I don't know. I don't. I don't remember exactly. But it was very little instrumental. It felt like how you write pop songs, but then when you actually go to the studio, you add a bunch of stuff to it. But this felt like they were like, no, let's keep it pure. And then once the chorus and the second verse came in, as you were saying, it built. It builds more. Yeah, it was. I did feel like there were there was an instrumental presence, like there was a real guitar presence from the beginning. Yeah, but yeah, the um the drums and you know any other kind of instruments beyond that didn't come until later on. And then there was like riffing and like it really built also. And I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I love it, and I can't wait to hear how it sounds on the album and what that, Mm -hmm. what that first verse, especially that's so naked, so stripped down. Like, I wonder how that's going to sound, but it's a great song. It's very, you know, as the title implies, it's like pretty sad and a little angry and like a little Mm -hmm. fuck yourself. Like you really, yeah, it was definitely fits on an album called the loneliest time. Like you feel that. Yeah, absolutely. And this was a, a great time. I think this is actually where she was like, 
Taylor Swift's album in between this song and the next one is when she was like, Taylor Swift's album is coming out on the same day as mine. And to say that right after this amazing song that no one's ever heard before and right before a song, Beach House, that's about her online dating experience, but also like an angry song. I think that was perfect timing. I think think? it was literally like, you know, I have this new album coming out October 21st, which should be easy to remember because it's the same date Taylor Swift comes out with her album. And now I'm going to throw my blazer Blazer off and my red armpits are going to show if you're watching this on TikTok. (laughs) I loved Beach House Live. I thought it was really Mm -hmm. fun. They also had some choreo for that. Mm -hmm. Some some soft choreo. Mm -hmm. Did you like Beach House? Yeah, I really liked it live. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I learned, I've been wondering who were the voices playing the boys and it was the band because all the oh. band had different, you know, they were singing live and they sounded just like they sound on the song. So clearly that's, I've been wondering like, did she bring like friends into the studio or whatever? I was like, who are these, who are these male voices? But no, they're just the bandmates, which makes a lot of sense. And it was cute to hear. To, it was fun to like have them have their moment on the mic, you know, mm-hmm. like it was cute. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't realize that. That's so cool. Great song. There was good visuals up there. Yeah. You can tell she really likes it. You can tell she's in it that like, this is her, you know, this is her big song right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, these last four songs, boy problem slash fake Mona Lisa cry party for one. I, when I needed you as a whole, I really liked each of like, I liked them all, but I felt like my energy was down at this point. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I could see what that. Do you think? I think they all go together really well thematically. Yeah. Boy Problems is one of my favorite songs of it's hers, so particularly because because it's so good. I love it anyway. But it was very on the nose for me personally when it came out. Like the like I think I broke up with my boyfriend today, but I don't really care. I've got worse problems. Is like precisely where I was at in 20. 20- like I did care, but I also had like much bigger problems that year everything's fine don't worry everyone <laughs> but things were but I had a lot of I had a lot of big problems that year like externally to deal with so that song I was like wow never has something been articulated personally for me right at the perfect time in 2015 wow. she also went like yeah. in the in the wings for that song didn't she am I making that up yeah I think she did yeah, yeah. And then um, a, like on the visual, this like fake Mona Lisa kind of came up and then like the words boy problems started were like written yeah. on top of the Mona Lisa as she was singing fake Mona Lisa in the middle of boy problems. Yes. Yes. It took me a minute to put that together. And I was like, I think that potato Jesus should be actually <laughs> behind here. <laughs> I thought that was really, that was really fun though. So your energy was dipping cry I, like I don't know I like them all I just don't have that much to say about them now I yeah guess. I think I that actually for cry yeah. which I love that song too it felt the whole thing her vibes the song the visuals felt very 80s to me it was like mm-hmm. they were really which I felt like would have was like very much emotion and emotion side b it was like very much that like part of the 2010s where we loved the 80s yeah definitely and I really felt that during cry Yes, it was giving Vice City, which I can't really elaborate on because I wasn't alive, but um, 
it 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 was yeah it was really part of that era and it was there were so many good songs on emotion side b but uh that was the one i think where all the music critics were like yes this is subjectively an incredible song is that true i could be making that up but that's what i remember i believe or the music critic is me and i and my friends but yeah i thought that was great um i will i just want to plug a couple songs she played at the fillmore that she didn't play now because she played 26 other songs um but she played the store oh my god so amazing i was hoping she would play that yeah and one of my friends uh who who i went with like loves that song and just and was like really really having an amazing time with it at the Fillmore which is great to see so there was that and then he needs me because it's a great song another sleeper hit another fan favorite and that song has like like in the chorus there are basically these like robotic baby doll vocals yeah <laughs> and to hear that reverberate around a, a venue was a religious experience and it would have been amazing to hear at Radio City but I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Hey, what album is that on? That is on, I believe it is on Dedicated. Oh, so you, wait. We make sure he, yeah. yep. everyone I'm typing, research, research. While no, it's confusing. It's called oh, everything every- he needs. Everything he needs. Sorry. Yeah, Sorry, everyone. Makes- no, I always call it he needs me. Yeah. Everything. That's he what needs. it's called. That's just what, uh, that is what it should be called. You know, it's called both of those um (laughs) everything he needs i stand corrected so yeah um okay party of one party for one yeah so fun i mean it's just fun it's a good song Mm -hmm. i love when i needed you yes and she really had us like that was the only song where she like stopped singing and stopped the track and had us sing along Mm -hmm. and that was amazing like not for me for you so wake up i was really screaming for like 30 yeah for like 30 seconds of just of just people screaming the whole (laughs) chorus yeah oh yeah that that's rough that was a rough one for people that was like when people were harmonizing to landslide at the chick (laughs) that was like this is hard and we can give it a shot and there's nothing wrong with that but there is a reason that we do leave it to the professionals (laughs) So yeah, funny. that was really fun. That was it like fun. did not sound that great in the room. No, no, no. it didn't. But that's fine. Yeah, that was that was it until the encore. He was like, "This is the last song I'm going to play tonight." Liar. So, the encore was three songs. That was a three gift. Songs. Mm-hmm. I didn't just come here to dance. What is your take on that song? What's been your relationship with that song since Sexy. 2015? Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it. Also very 80s. Um, I think I turned to you because when she's like Tino is calling me over, mm-hmm. I feel very much like still in Bachelorette anti-Tino. Yes. If, if you don't watch The Bachelorette, it's probably for the best, but this most recent season just ended, and there's a guy named Tino, and he is two thumbs way down. So I was like, I do not want to be called over by Tino. Mm-hmm. So I wish that she had changed the name. I feel triggered by the name Tino. 
Maybe there will be a new Tino at some. I feel like there's probably some good Tinos out there, but I hear you. Yes. Shout out to all the good Tinos. Shout out. That's You're doing that. great. This episode is dedicated to all the good Tinos out all there. All the good Tinos. Yeah. I will say um, I really like the chorus. I didn't just come here to dance. Mm-hmm. And then the like electronic chorus. But I love the pre-chorus that we were like the, yes, this one's calling me over. That one's calling me over. I only came here for you. Like that part, I was like, so in the zone. I was like bopping up and down. I love that part. Yes. I love the verses too. It's all very, it's just so good. It's so good. And that song's been growing on me since it first came out. And now. Yeah. Did you not like it at first or it's just. I liked it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like my number one or two or three. And then um, I also just feel like I had friends who really liked it. And then when, you know, when you go out and it's, and it's like, oh, this is a good going out song. This is a really good going out song. So in the before times, um, I didn't just come here to dance, walked so that this is what you came for could run. Yes. Not no, (laughs) actually not no at all. Emphatically not no. Okay. So all that, a a good, like another slow, let's power down for a second song, but let's keep it moving. But this is, this is an encore. Yeah. And I, I, for all that, when, when it was playing, I was like, oh, this is going to be a slow song. Cause I was Mm -hmm. thinking about it in my head. I was like, this is a slow song, but I kind of forget that it really builds. And by the end, it did not feel like a slow song. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like as powerful as anything else. Like it did not feel like a song to sit down for. And I had forgotten that because I think I associate it with being like really chill and vibey, but like by the end, there's some like real, like massive orchestral feelings. Like it's big, it's bigger than I realized. It's, it, it's slow, but it's a power ballad. Totally. Yeah. 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 All right. And then we were like, oh yeah. Becky was like, what could she possibly play? And you were like, cut to the feeling. (laughs) <laughs> it's true. cut to the feeling is is sometimes easy to forget about i think because it doesn't belong to any of these album. albums mm-hmm. yeah but it is it's that girl i oh mean emotion God, is, that is that girl as an album and this is that girl as a song like i don't it just is you know yes yeah and she had a special guest yes tell or i can tell you tell well it was the um ballerina from or the the American ballet principal principal something dancer yes yes I don't remember her name no idea what her name is we probably I should google it okay Mimi's gonna google it um it was so nice because you know that song started with like a a, it was a Tinkerbell movie right so yeah I think like it felt like it was really leaning into that kind of like feminine childhood fantasy of like it's a Tinkerbell movie and now here's like a ballerina on the stage but like leaning into it in the best way I did feel like the ballerina had clearly only heard the song like one time earlier that day like I don't think she really knew she was just improving, which was really fun but like I definitely I think I wanted to see like more acrobatics from her like I kind of wanted the like I wanted her to like leap like in an inhuman way across during like the chorus but it was fun. She had a, she was having a great time. So we were totally. Yeah. So I said ballerina because I think that was the name of the film, the French Canadian, Canadian French film 
that then was called Leap in the U.S. Do you remember that in 2017? Okay. Oh. Well, yeah, but that's that's what it's from or related to. So you're right. That's why they then had, and her name is Isabella Boylston, principal dancer at New York's American Ballet. Wait, sorry. It wasn't Tinkerbell. It was Leap? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I forgot that. I really thought it was Tinkerbell. I wonder where I got that in my head. Maybe it's time for you to do some research while we record and figure that out. Yeah. How does it work? Does it work well when I narrate my research? (laughs) Yeah, you can absolutely do that. And I will just add that, yes, I could tell that what she was doing was like extraordinarily difficult and takes a lot of talent. Yeah. But I hear you that more leaps are, it's also probably just a hard song to dance to as a ballerina. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but yeah. Did you find an answer? Yeah, it has absolutely nothing to do with Tinkerbell. I don't know what okay, I'm cool. listening to. No, but cool. like aesthetically, it does. Vibe. Energetically, it does. Vibey, yeah, it does. Yeah. I love it. It was very sweet. It felt like, um, I think it's also a song that the fans really like love and have made even more powerful than like it was ever supposed to be. Like, you know, there was a whole like Oscars drama where like it couldn't be nominated because it wasn't written for the the movie, but everybody was like, this is the best movie soundtrack song of all time it should absolutely win everything so I feel like it was also a it was just a great song to end on because it was such a fan favorite um which I feel like is is always a really great song to end any concert on it's just a song that like the fans have made bigger than it ever was supposed to be and I felt I felt that very much for kept the feeling totally and it's such a I think it's such a euphoric song that most people can relate to right like that euphoric feeling but it's also not cliche. Like, I don't know. The lyrics are just, it's just perfect. It's a perfect song to to end on. Cut to the great. feeling is one of those phrases that sounds like it might've been written by one of those Swedish songwriters because it's it's kind of nonsense. Like, what does it mean? But you get it. So it doesn't matter. Like, it, it totally makes sense. And I actually feel like there's a lot of lyrics in Carly Jepsen songs that I'm like, is that nonsense or profound? Probably profound. (laughs) I think they accidentally stumbled on gold with that one. They like accidentally put the words together and then they made more sense. They're they're not an idiom that we would necessarily put together in English. But you're like, wait, this should we should say this more often because it's very succinct and actually kind of clear, I think. Very clear. Very Mm -hmm. clear. Listen, there's a reason why we say it at the end of our B-Sides episodes. <laughs> that's that's a great point. Because it makes sense. It works. Right. Yeah, that was really, really sweet. I felt like um, it was such a wonderful way of ending a wonderful concert. I felt really like this was a performer who loves her job. She loves her fans. She loves her own music, which all sounds obvious, but there's a lot of people out there who don't love one or more of mm-hmm. those things. Um, yeah. And I can't wait to see what's next. I also feel like because the loneliest time, the vibes are clearly going to be like lonely. It was kind of fun to have this like palate cleanser of like all the fun songs before entering this Mm -hmm. era, which promises to be a little different than her previous ones. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm excited for it. And I think that October 21st, 2022 is going to be. I don't know, maybe the hardest day for me to work since January 6th, 2021. 
<laughs> Damn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I've like, I like actually don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I really, I don't, I like mean that with all seriousness. I don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's going to be, day. it's going to be a challenge. It's going to be, be great challenge. though. Yep. Um, if you made it this far, thank you. We're so excited to launch into season three so soon. Um, we've been asking you all for your ideas and you've been giving us some great ones. Keep them coming. Um, we want to make this a great season. We love all of you um, as much as we love Carly Rae Jepsen, if you can believe it. That's. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final thoughts on this concert? I thought it was great. I feel like <laughs> I've laid it out all on the floor. If I forgot anything, I'm sure it'll come back to me six hours later mm-hmm. while that. I'm asleep or something. Um, Love but that. yeah, no, I, I thought it was great. I appreciate all of you listening. I'm really excited to connect with you more soon. Can't wait. See you on the interwebs, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the B-Sides podcast. We want to connect with you. Check out the show notes to find our Instagram, Twitter, and join our Facebook group where you can link up with us and other progressives who love pop. Please take a minute to subscribe, rate, and review if you haven't already, and consider supporting the B-Sides on Patreon. Until the next time we cut to the feeling, I'm Mimi. I'm Becky. I'm Hannah. 